Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Catlin. And welcome to the The How How to to Love Me Me podcast. podcast. On this episode, we talk about messy days. What exactly is a messy day? Well, it's a day when your mental health is just not really where you want it to be. So we got the word messy days from a friend of ours named Caitlin, and that's what he calls his days that are rough. They're fantastic. There's a fantastic way to put it, I think. Yep, I would agree with you. So the reason we wanted to talk about this is because I just got off a few messy days. Yeah, you did. And you were struggling with a few messy days just before that. Yep, I sure was. So this one is, we wanted to make it an episode where we're experiencing it and we're telling you all about it right after. Yep, that's exactly it. We hope that you guys enjoy and thanks for listening. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome to another episode of How to Love Me, guys. The ep- or the podcast where we talk about mental health and relationships. And more specifically, our relationship. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. It's kind of all we talk about. <laughs> um, so in this episode, guys, we are talking about messy days. Yeah. Now, what is a messy day? Kelly, can you tell me what a messy day is? I sure can. So a messy day is a day when your mental health just... You're kind of struggling a little bit. You don't quite know what's going on. You don't know if you're anxious or depressed or what. You just feel off. Yeah. So, I mean, a messy day can be considered no matter what you deal with, whether it's anxiety, depression, PTSD, all these things can cause messy days. Yeah. It's basically a way of saying you're having a super shitty day, but in like a PG-13 kind of way. Yeah, basically. Yeah. It's the nice way of putting that you're just having a real bad day. Yeah. So that's something that we definitely need to talk about. It's something that everybody goes through. And it doesn't matter, in my opinion, it doesn't matter how in check your mental health is. Messy days happen. Exactly. There's going to be some days where you just can't control exactly how you're feeling. And that's okay. Yeah. So the big inspiration, I think, behind this episode is... More to do with my story. Yeah, a little bit. So for those of you who don't know, I lost my sister in a motorcycle accident. And as of yesterday, it was exactly six years. Yeah. So we're going to get right into it right now. Let's so do it. One of the things when it comes to this accident is that, yes, this is the day where I lost my little sister. And it's a hard day for my family. But for me, This is also a day that I witnessed a horrific accident. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I've struggled with and especially trying to explain to my family is that it is a rough day for everybody because, I mean, for instance, like my parents, they Mm -hmm. lost their daughter. That really sucks for that. They they kind of they do something for today. But for me, it's something that I don't want to remember. I don't want to be a part of. I kind of just want to forget. And honestly... Every year, I, I do not know the date of the accident. Yeah. I kind of do now, and I tend to do after it, but... You kind of suppress it a little bit. Yeah, I mean... From what I've noticed, anyways. If you would have asked me before yesterday when the accident was, I mm-hmm. couldn't tell you the date. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. The hard part for this, guys, is that I don't want to know because I don't want to walk down that road of what I saw. Yeah. And it's not to, to do... It's not like it's that hard to deal with, but it's just, it's something that I witness that I don't want to see. And the hardest part that I have is that I try to forget it every year, mm-hmm. but I never get a chance to. Yeah. So you seem to get some sort of reminder whether you want it or not. Yeah. And I don't want them. I mean, yeah. truthfully. And the hard part is, is every year somebody comes up to me, somebody either texts me, Facebooks me, 
tags me in something and just says, oh, we're out and we're, we're thinking of you. Mm-hmm. And I go, why? And then it clicks. Then it all clicks. And I go, oh, it's the anniversary of the accident. That's why. So for anybody who's listening, it's cool that you don't text me on that day. If you mm-hmm. feel like texting me or messaging me, it's cool if you don't. And I'm okay with it. And I mm-hmm. actually would kind of prefer it. I mean, you think about it when it comes to anybody um, who's witnessed or been a part of somebody's loss. On the day that you lose them, unless they're immediate family, typically we don't really celebrate it or anything like that. Because mm-hmm. like it could be considered a traumatic event. Yeah. And I mean, for you, it definitely was considered a traumatic event. And for me, no, like... So one thing that I'll kind of explain from, I guess, my perspective is I have made it, I've made it kind of my duty to make sure that I remember that date. And I try to kind of, uh, I try to do what I can to kind of help you for not, for lack of a better term, forget it, I guess. Not remember it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I try to do what I can to try to make sure that you're not going to go down that dark path when someone does remind you of it. Yeah. Now... Yesterday, I got reminded of it, and it wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. It actually, it was probably, it's been six years, so it's actually been the better of them all. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, it ended really rough. So for those of you who don't know, um, on the day that I lost my sister in a motorcycle accident, we were out cruising around a little bit, and she took a picture of all of our bikes and kind of tagged us in it. And it doesn't matter how many times I remove my name from that tag, I get reminded of it every year in my memories. Yeah. And I was doing really good. We ended up falling asleep on the couch. Yep. I woke up. You were ready to go to bed. And I looked at my phone. I'm like, oh, I've got memories. Let's click on it. Yeah. Yeah. And that ruined my night, honestly. Mm -hmm. Uh, It made it for a really rough night. I didn't sleep that well. Um, But I will say, typically that day is a lot harder for me. Mm-hmm. And it, I would consider it a messy day. Yeah. Now, before that, guys, I've been dealing with a lot of problems with work, with personal, just trying to get my life in order. 2020 has just been a real shitstorm. 2020 has kind of forced us into a limbo yeah. state right now. And it's been, for me, it's been about six months of limbo. Yeah, and basically. I'm running out of positivity, and I ended up having three really Three or four really bad days. Yeah, you did. Like, just depressed, didn't want to do anything. Depressed, anxious. Pretty much all you were doing was focusing on all of the negatives that you had going on this year so far. Yeah, exactly. Which, I mean, there's been a lot of them, and it's hard not to focus on them. But especially when you get into that depressed state, it's even more difficult to pull yourself back out. Now, this is completely separate from the accident. This is just... It was its own thing. It was before, you know, the anniversary of the accident and everything like that. This was probably five or six days before. Yeah, it was earlier on this last week for sure. Yeah. So I've just been having a hard time, you know, finding a career. Or like Basically, I got laid off and I haven't been able to find something back in my industry. Yeah. And what I do and, you know, around my pay grade that I'm used to. Yeah, exactly. So it's been real a real struggle. Mm-hmm. And it's been, been six months of that. Yeah, And I'm typically a very positive, very optimistic person, but this is finally getting to me. Yeah. So this is why we wanted to talk about it. Messy days. They suck. They suck and there's not really much we can do about them. They happen. No. And okay. So talking about messy days, 
me personally, my messy days usually come in threes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why things come in, bad things come in three. It's something my family's been saying for years. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. I kind of live by that simply because, mm-hmm. and it's not like I thought that they were going to come in three and then they came in three. It's that, you know, they've been coming in three and then finally I realized, holy shit, why are they always in threes? This yeah. is garbage. So typically my first day, I feel a lot of anxiety. I feel a little depression. And then I start worrying about why it is. Mm -hmm. After obsessing about it for a day, day two is simply a struggle of why I'm struggling with this stuff. Yeah. Usually by day three, I actually figure out what the matter is in the morning. And usually by the end of the day, I've kind of cleared up a little bit and Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit more positive, ready to start another day. Yeah. And usually by day four, I'm a little bit more positive. Now, some days it's plus or minus a day. You know, this isn't exact science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, we're not Bill Nye over here. We don't have all the answers. What? Yeah, I know, right? No way. We're just like a couple people that kind of know something about mental health, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> we like to pretend that we do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, otherwise, what's the point of having a podcast? Yeah, also true. Yeah. So can I just interject yes. for one quick second? So I think part of the reason why you have these three days of messy days is because the first day... You're, you're kind of suppressing it. You're not letting yourself feel everything that you need to feel in order to be able to get over it. Yes, you're trying to figure out what exactly it is, but you're, you're more focused on trying to figure out what the trigger is versus just letting yourself feel the emotions and just letting it go. Well, of course. I mean, I don't want to feel this way. Mm-hmm. So why would I just let myself feel that way when I can try to fix it instead? Right? Because sometimes the way to fix it is to let yourself feel the emotions and then just move on with your life. Yeah, in theory, in yeah. theory, that would work perfectly. Sometimes. But it doesn't, so for me, that doesn't quite work, mm-hmm. truthfully. I mean, I'm a self-aware person. Yes, you And are. I just can't deal with something just because it's there. I yeah. have to figure it out. I have to know. And I think that's part of my struggle too. Well, and I think that's also because you have such a busy brain that it's easier for you to try to figure out the puzzle versus feel the emotions yeah no that's that's very true yeah that's very true so i go into these days and they're not that great i mean it sucks it's i feel like when it's my anxiety i always feel anxious like it doesn't matter what i'm doing or when i'm doing it it's just like all of a sudden i'm anxious and then i start worrying about things and it just makes it worse Mm -hmm. um then i get my depression and it just it's this feeling that sits on my chest it honestly feels like someone's sitting on my chest Mm mm-hmm a lot of people have described it like that, and it's true. Yeah, I don't really think there's a better way to feel it than other, or a better way, a better way to describe it than just having this big, heavy weight just sitting directly on top of your chest and just feeling like you can't get out from under it. Yeah, and it's not like I can't breathe or anything like that. It's just, it's a, heavy. It's just a heavy weight. It's just, yeah, it's just that's exactly it. It's just weight. Yeah, it's the craziest thing, and then. Now, for instance, my PTSD, which has been really good lately, I will mm-hmm. say. Last night, I had a little bit of uh, a rough night with it. Yeah. Um, I could kind of tell that when we got up this morning. Yeah, I did not sleep well last night. It yeah. didn't help that we had like a couple hour nap before bed. That was probably a mistake. That but... was my downfall for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I wasn't ready to go to bed at that time. I figured yeah. we were going to have a quick power nap and then we were going to stay up late, but I was wrong. Yeah, that's the problem with naps and me. <laughs> yeah, but you know what happened? We woke up at 6 a.m. instead. Yeah, we sure did. Yeah, like a On a Sunday morning, who yeah. wakes up at 6 a.m.? Podcasters. Yeah, that's it. Early bird gets the word. <laughs> so, 
these messy days. Yeah. There's something that everybody has to deal with. And I think it's more than just like what I deal with personally. It's also how Kelly deals with me and vice versa. Yeah. I mean, we both have them and we both know that it's it's something that's going to happen. Exactly. It's it's one of those things that, at least for us, it feels like it's kind of inevitable. We're yeah. going to run into these days. And I guess one thing that we just kind of wanted to share, too, is just how we communicate with each other when we're having these days and kind of how we help each other get over them. Yeah. So the reason that we call them messy days. Yeah. Right. That's the way to go. Like, I've always called them like shitty days or down days. Yeah. And you know down what? days for a while. Yeah. Down days is usually like, oh, I'm just having a down day. Yeah. Uh, and then Kayla from the Mental Wealth Project started calling them messy days mm-hmm. around and we're us. like, you know what? That's actually a really great way to describe how you're feeling because you just feel messy. Yeah. You just don't feel yourself. You feel like you're just a wreck. You feel unkept. Yeah. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. So let's get into these three days that I had. Let's do it. I don't know what triggered them. Still to this day, I like really obviously it was the, just the depression of work and all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. my first day, uh, yeah, I was fighting it. I was trying to figure out. I was trying to figure out a way to get out of this. Yeah. So I knew f- in my mind anyway, if I could figure out a way around this, you know, financially and all that and the stability, if I could find a way to get through all this, I would probably this anxiety would leave. Yeah. So my first day was spent thinking about job opportunities, how I can do it, whether I work two or three jobs, whether I do, you know, these are all of the scenarios that I ran through my head. Of course. Also, not the greatest thing to do when you're having anxiety. Yeah, not so much. You're like, hey, I have anxiety. Let's run scenarios on all of the things that I could potentially do, but that could also potentially not happen. Yeah. Yeah. All the good things and all the bad things. Exactly. Sounds like a great idea. JK, it's a terrible idea. It really is. So this is what I did. Yeah. on day one so yeah. day day one did not go that well for me no day one was not a great day for you no so then we get into day two yeah and i start realizing that oh shit i don't know if anything's gonna happen and i can't count on anything else to happen yeah so then i found that day two was what am i gonna do in response if nothing happens mm-hmm. and that's what it was i just focused on that like holy shit what do i what do i have to sell what do i have to get rid of yeah, that was a rough day. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I... That's, it's not the way that I was expecting your day two to go. No. Because, like, I've realized that your bad days kind of come in threes, and day two is normally you're kind of trying to... You're trying to piece things together a little bit, but day two, you don't normally go into that kind of... Uh, for lack of a better term, that kind of, like, darkness. Yeah. So day one obviously came with, you know, nothing good out of it. Yeah. I did not figure anything out. I had a lot of opportunities where I was like, ooh, maybe this could happen. But, you know, they were pipe dreams. And, I mean, the chances of win- me winning the lottery is pretty small. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and then moving on from there, like, I went into that state of, okay, so I can't fix anything. What am I going to do? How am I going to make this better? And that was my day two. Mm-hmm. And that didn't make things any better. Actually, that caused my depression to sit in a lot more. Yeah, that's one thing I noticed too. Yeah, so day one, major anxiety. Um, my OCD was up and my ADHD were up just because like I was trying to figure it out. You're what going is my into hyper focus. Yeah. You're trying to... You're trying to fix the problem when you don't know exactly how you can fix the problem. Well, the problem is I don't know if there's a fix for it. Exactly. You're yeah. trying to find like Band-Aid solutions, basically. Well, I was, yeah, day two was more or less Band-Aid solutions, you know, 
seal up the boat so we don't sink right now. Exactly. Um, how can we fix this for the time being? Not long term, but how no. can we fix this for the time being? Day three was good for me, though. So day mm-hmm. three is when I actually said, all right, nothing's going to change. But I got some good things coming up in this job. Yeah. I've got a couple positive you know, aspects to it. Mm-hmm. So I decided to start focusing on those. Yep. And day three is where I got out of it. Now, yeah, in theory, everyone can sit here and go like, you figured it out. So instead of, you know, trying to fix the problem and then dealing with the problem that you have. Just focus on the positives. Just focus on the positives on day three. Yeah. Easier said than done, friends. It, it was extremely tough for me. And I mean, it was, I knew that that's where I needed to be. But I couldn't get there. It still took me three days to get there, Mm -hmm. even though I knew that's where I need to be. You know what? Sometimes, okay, so I find when I'm anxious and depressed, it's so much easier just to wallow in that Mm -hmm. than it is to pull yourself out and see the positives. Yeah. And I mean, I tried. Like, I was at work and I was like, okay, I got to get my head out of this. Let's Mm -hmm. put on some positive music. Let's just, let's switch it up. Like, I found myself switching up podcasts just because, like, I wanted to get my head out of that state. Like, something that I've never heard before, something that is a little ear-catching, you know, like, we Mm -hmm. go to Murder Mysteries, we go to a bunch of other stuff, you know, good guests on different podcasts. Like, I tried to get my head out of that spot Mm -hmm. for two days. Yep. And I mean, that's that's the thing is when you struggle with your mental health, it's so freaking hard to be able to get yourself out of that state. It's so hard to be able to even see any sort of positives when your mental health is basically making you focus on all of the negatives. Right. So I go through these three messy days. Yeah. Kelly sees that I'm obviously going through these messy days. Yeah. And what what was your response to my day one? Um... Ooh, now you're making me think back. You know, I don't have that great of a memory. Mm. But I'm going to say that my response to your day one was just just trying to be as, I mean, really my response to any of your messy days is just trying to be as supportive as I possibly can. Yeah. And that was great help. It's not, so I think the worst thing that someone could do is get mad at a messy day. Yeah, Or make exactly. it about themselves. Yeah. Like, unfortunately, yes, it does affect you because yeah. we live together and... You know, what What I feel mm-hmm. affects the way that you feel. Yeah, which is very difficult to balance. Like I can, I pick up on your moods and I pick up on your emotions and I end up feeling them too. So it makes it a little bit difficult to be able to help pull you out of that state. But it's definitely something that I'm trying to work on a little bit more. Yeah. And then same thing on day two. Like I found mm-hmm. that you stayed really consistent. Yeah. Like you were, you were consistent, and I think that was that was key. So, for anybody who's listening and has a person that you know goes through messy days, goes through these rough periods in their life, mm-hmm. just stay consistent. Yeah. If you text them every day, text them every day. Yeah. Don't if, just ignore them just because they're having a rough time. If anything, reach out to them more. No, See, I would say keep it the same. Mm. Consistency, because here's the thing: I went through yesterday. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the accident. Yep. People that don't normally reach out to me, reach out to me in different ways. Like if you're the yes. type of guy that texts me all the time, then when you know I'm having a bad day, just text me. Mm-hmm. Don't call me. Don't send me something special and try to make me feel special like it's a special day. Because that's the last thing that I want to know is that it's a special day or I'm having a rough time. True. You know what I mean? True. I guess I'm just saying that just try to find a way that you can still be 
supportive of them and maybe try to support them in a different way than you generally do. Yeah. Because here's the thing. One thing that you didn't do through my three days is Mm -hmm. try to cook me dinner. Yeah. Because that's not something Kelly does a whole lot of. Yeah. I don't really do a whole lot of cooking in our house. I do a lot of it. But now here's the good thing. If you were to be like, no, you know what? Catelyn's having a bad day. I'm going to cook him dinner. I'm in theory. That would make me feel real good. But I think in the state that I was and the amount of depression that I had, my reaction would have been, I can't even cook dinner right Mm -hmm. now. Like I'm just an absolute mess. Yeah. And I would focus on that. Mm -hmm. So it's not that I want something different. I want you to work harder and make me happier. It's that I want everything to stay the same because I'm having my mood. And the last thing, like for me, I care about everybody else. Yeah, you do. And if I'm having a bad day and it affects you. That's going to the, make you feel even shittier. Yeah, it's going to yeah. make me feel like, oh, great. So I had a bad day. It affected her. Now That's, she's having a bad day. Yeah. Fuck my life. Pretty much. Yeah, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. So that's where I think the most important thing when it comes to messy days is consistency. You know what? That's a really good point. That is a very good point. Right? Because, I mean, it's the same thing when you're having your messy day. Yeah. Just continue. Actually, you know what? Yeah. I... You are 100% right. Consistency is... Wait, 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 wait. (laughs) Sorry, I'll say it again. Louder for the people in the back. You're right. (sighs) (laughs) You know what? I am so happy that this is now going to be on the internet for the rest of our lives. (laughs) This is... You know what, guys? We started this podcast to help people. This has been the best thing that has happened in this entire (laughs) podcast. It's an actual recording of Kelly telling me I am right. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really happy that you actually leaned away from the mic there. Good, good Lord. Oh, I'm thinking um, about those gain peaks. Of course you are. That's right. Of course you are. <laughs> yeah, so no, consistency, because that is one thing that you make sure that when I'm having a messy day, you continue just having your, you know, light, upbeat personality because you know that if you're consistent with it, that's going to help bring me out of my mood. Yeah. So, yeah, nail on the head. It's about consistency because I've had enough shitty days, messy days, crappy days, holy fucking days yep. that I understand it. Like, you're going to have it. There's nothing you can do about it. Mm-hmm. So why try to change? It, the fact that you change what you do while someone's having a messy day, sometimes it might be required. If you're that sarcastic asshole like I am, <laughs> maybe dial back on that a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Just a little bit, though. Tone like, her back, maybe show a little bit more love and affection versus being sarcastic. Yeah, like, I will change. When you're having a bad day, I'll change my mood a little bit. Kelly's, you also change your tone. Yeah, I do change the tone of my voice. Yeah, you do. I go from, like, super sarcastic, like, <laughs> to, are you Okay. Yeah, to like soft, caring, yeah. loving versus just being, yeah, like not to say that you're not soft, caring, and loving generally, but you know, with a side of wit and sarcasm. <laughs> so yeah. you basically just take out that wit and sarcasm. Eh, I to, dial her back. To an extent. Yeah, I just I yes. just turn it down to seven instead of nine and a half. <laughs> there you go. Um yeah, so I think it's that consistency that really makes a difference. Because there are small things that I will do. So for instance, Kelly is one about affection yeah physical affection hugs kisses mostly hugs yeah Yeah. that is one thing that is really beneficial for my mental health i don't know if this is true for anyone else but if i'm having a really shitty day sometimes i just need like a really good long hug Mm -hmm. and it just makes me feel so much better and so much more calm now 
I'm a very busy person. So my my ADHD makes me move around a lot. I find that I have a hard time sitting. Yeah. So a 10-second hug is a fucking nightmare for me. Yeah, it sure is. It is. But it's you truth- best believe I lock yeah. you into those suckers. But see, and here's one thing that we did as a couple. I told Kelly right off the bat that, hey, I'm not the most affectionate of people. Well, and you... Actually, one thing when you said that is I'm not the most affectionate of people, and I know that. Yeah. Like, you specifically said, I know that I'm not affectionate. I know that I'm not great at giving affection. So if you need it, just tell me. Well, truthfully, it is something that my ex told me. And it was yeah. it was the one thing that she said that if you're going to work on something when it comes to another relationship, mm-hmm. work on that because yeah, that's and you a know struggle. What? I am actually... This is very strange for me to say out loud, <laughs> but like, I'm actually really grateful that she told you that because if, if we went into this relationship and you weren't affectionate to the way that I need affection, then I think that would have, that would have been a real struggle for us. But here's the funny part. So my love language is different. I cook for you. Yeah. Cooking is my love language. Yeah. If I have ever cooked for you as a person, I love you. Yeah. Because that's how I roll. Yeah. Now... Yeah, 100%. I am not that person that's going to randomly give you hugs. I do every once in a while. I try to surprise you. Yep, every once in a while. Try to be a little bit more cuddly. But Mm -hmm. we have a rule. And that is, if Kelly needs a hug, then she takes a hug. Yep. Doesn't fucking matter what's going on. Mm -hmm. And it's a 10-second hug. Yep, basically. I have the option of counting to 10 in my head. I typically don't. (laughs) There's There's been a few times where I'll go and I'll just like lock him into a hug and maybe he'll assume that I'm counting in my head or I'll assume that he's counting in his head. Neither of us are. And I'm just like, I'm just going to hold on for as long as I physically can until you're just like, hey, that's enough. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to lock you down for as long as I can until you tell me to stop. And this is like a wonderful part about our relationship <laughs> is the fact that we had this conversation. I, you know, and I know I don't give hugs that often. Yeah. I am horrible for that and you know and i know how much i love hugs and right. how much i love affection and the fact is you take hugs when not not just when you want them more when you need them yeah and there's nothing wrong with that i think it's a way around a problem that we have in our relationship mm-hmm. and it works for us it really does and that's one thing too is there was there's been a few times where you know all I'll lock you in for a hug at, you know, non-opportune times. Hmm. And there's been a few conversations that we've had about that. Yeah. But I just love the fact that you know that this is something that you struggle with. You know, this is something that I need. And in that moment when I'm just like basically forcing you into loving me, (laughs) forcing you into giving me affection, you're just, you don't really care. You're just like, yeah, you know what? If this is what you need right now. We're going to go for it. You don't get upset. You don't get mad. You don't get whatever. You just, you know that that's what I need in that moment and you just do it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what else are we going to do? Right? I mean, you have needs. Yeah. In this relationship. What? Yeah. No I way. know. It's wild. Crazy. Um, But yeah, that's a big part of it is that we want to make sure that, you know, what you need and what I need are, you know, being met. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like we're not we're not that perfect person, that perfect couple. It's like they just both love hugs and they both love touching and they both. Yeah, no, no, no. If anything, it's like pretty much the polar opposite of that. Yeah. I love hugs. I love touching. I love affection. I, I like it, too. Don't get me wrong. It's just that it's not something that you need as obsessively as I do. No. And I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I am a very busy person. I have a mm-hmm. hard time sitting. 
even even just have a hard time like standing still. You're always fidgeting. Yeah. Always fidgeting. I'm a very fidgety person. So even as we sit right now, you're like playing with your hands. Hey. Hi. That's not for the they're listeners, they're not viewers. Well, right now they're gonna view Theater of the Mind. <laughs> I am perfectly calm all the time. Spirit fingers. Spirit fingers. No, it's just the theater of a mind, well. okay? Just let me have this. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> so anyway. Messy days. Messy days. But yeah, that's another part where like we just don't exactly click. Mm-hmm. But yet we've worked a way around it. Exactly. Communication and just understanding. Mm-hmm. So messy days. You have messy days too. Yeah, I do have messy days. Now, um, to be fair. To be fair. We did talk about mess- your messy days already when we talked about the past. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Which is two episodes ago? Uh, yes. Yeah, two episodes ago. So, I mean, there is a, we've talked a little bit about messy days in general. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, the biggest thing is consistency. Yeah, consistency. And actually, so I have had a couple people send me this post and actually we saw when we were sitting on the couch together one day that said that people with anxiety also really enjoy watching reruns of shows Mm. because they don't have any sort of guesswork they know what's about to happen yeah and that is one thing that is so true for both of us yeah we rewatch a lot of the same shows and that's one thing that you actually do for me on my messy days is you know that if i'm having a messy day Throw on an old sitcom that I've seen 18 million times, and it's somehow going to bring me out of my funk. Yeah, and the funny part is, before I even saw that post, I was doing this. Yeah, it's something that you just noticed. Because it's a sense of comfort. It's also something that I like to do. Mm -hmm. So when you're having a messy day, at least for me, like my my mind is busy. So there might be a couple minutes where I want to play a game on my phone, and then maybe I want to go check Instagram, and then maybe I want to watch something that's on the TV, and then maybe I want to go get a snack. Yeah. So by putting something on in the background, it's something that can, you know, get my attention, keep Mm -hmm. me distracted, and yet at the same time, I don't have to pay 100% attention to it. Because, you know, everything that's going on. Right. And, yeah, I kind of see that. So... One of the things that, you know, when watching new TV is, you know, we don't know what's happening. Yeah. We don't know where the story's going. It's like almost like fear of the unknown. Yeah. Which seems silly when you're thinking of it just as an aspect of like... Television. Television. Like we're watching TV or like even when we go to like watch a new movie or something. I do actually find when we watch something new, I do get a little bit anxious because I don't, I don't know what to expect. Well, that and you don't want to miss something. Yeah, that's also true. We've watched The Office how many times? I don't even know how many times we've watched it Now, this is the U.S. version, not the British version. Yeah, yeah. But we've watched it so many times. And yet, we watch it and we still laugh. We Mm -hmm. still, like, pick up on new things every time. Yeah. But it doesn't really change much for us. Yeah. Yeah. Same with... uh... Same with like Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, exactly the same thing. We've watched it so many times together, but yet we restarted watching it yesterday because yeah. that's what we do as people with anxiety. Yeah, exactly. It's like a, it's like kind of like a security blanket. It is. So these messy days, that's part of it. Is that security blanket that consistency? Mm-hmm. So typically, what I do is the things that you like the most. So if you're having a messy day, I will put on one of your favorite shows on the TV. Yeah. Sit you down and just say, just lay down, relax, sprawl out, cuddle with the dogs, and then I go make you a one of your favorite meals. Yep. Something that you really enjoy. And I just try to make it I make more positives in your life so you have more <clears throat> you have more to focus on. Yeah. Because again, that day three. 
focusing on the positives. Yeah. If you don't, if you can't find the positives, you can't focus on them. That's very true. So, I mean, if one thing that I can say on your messy days that you can focus on is our relationship. Mm-hmm. Because I know what you like. Yeah, you do. And I know how to make you happy. Yeah. Usually. 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 Yeah. Not all the time, guys. I'm not perfect. I mean, <laughs> technically it's a podcast and I can tell you whatever I want, but I'm not perfect. <laughs> so... That's the one so. thing I do. And it's that consistency because yeah. our relationship is the rock of this. Mm-hmm. And the least I could do is just try to make you happy. Yep. Yeah. And that is one thing that I've been uh, obviously trying to do more too on your messy days. It's just trying to be consistent and also trying not to let your mood affect my mood so that I can, you know, stay more optimistic and more positive and hopefully be able to bring you out of it too. Yeah. And plus, I think it's going to get easier after this because honestly, that consistency thing is something we just came up with. Yeah, that was almost, wow. That was off the cuff. (laughs) That was a a little bit of a game changer, actually. Yeah. Once you realize it and actually put it into words that it's consistency that gets us through it. Yeah. Like, damn, that's deep. Right? Yeah. I mean, on our super bad days... We skip. We skip the dishes. Yeah, it's true. It's what's up. It's what's up. We don't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. That's actually the times that Kelly cooks for me. <laughs> hey. Yeah, that's true. I can't, I can't even be like, hey, that's not true. It's pretty true. Yeah. A little bit, but it's A okay. Bit. It's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. Uh, it's something that I should do more of. I blame Steven. Yeah, Steven. Fuck it, Steven. So anyway. Yeah. At least we brought up Steven now. Doesn't look like we're in a circle to him today, so no, I don't think just so. had to, you know, drop him in there. I feel like not? the listeners would miss him. Stephen. Stephen or Stephanie. Stephanie. I don't know why we keep going this way. Because why not? We're weird. Yeah, it's a it's so fun. so messy days. These messy days. <clears throat> Consistency is key, guys. Yep. Consistency is key. What's another thing that you have found has worked? So for me or for, for your you? messy days? For my messy Let's, days. I actually want to ask you about your messy days. Mm-hmm. So do you find that they come in threes? Uh, a little bit. Yeah. They definitely come in twos for sure. Sometimes they'll get to a third day. Yeah. Sometimes they'll even get to a fourth day if I'm really not dealing with my shit. Yeah. But I've found now that once I can kind of, okay, let's circle back. Okay. So when I first said that with your messy days, I feel like they come in threes because you kind of suppress it and you Mm -hmm. don't really embrace it. That's one thing that I've kind of tried to start doing a little bit with myself because I should, you know, obviously practice what I'm trying to preach here is I feel like that's kind of what shortened my days into, you know, two days instead of, you know, the original four or three is because the second that I realize that I'm starting to feel those emotions, I'm not just trying to suppress them and just move on with my day. I'm just kind of embracing them and just letting myself actually feel them. Yeah. And Honestly, that's kind of what's made a little bit of a difference is just letting myself feel those emotions, whether they're uncomfortable or not. Yeah. I mean that and also practicing a shit ton of self-care. Oh, my Lanta. Now, would you say that because of your current routine and the Mm -hmm. fact that you are not going to work every day, is that better or worse for your mental health when it comes to your messy days? Um, So is that a reason you can get your messy days down to two right now is because you have the spare time? So if we were back at like full tilt, 40 hours a week, would it still be a three-day, four-day messy day? 
It could be. Right? It very well could be because I have less things that I need to focus on during the day and I have more times to focus on what exactly my needs are. Right. So that's the one thing that hasn't changed for me is I still go to work. Yeah. And I'm still having three-day messy days. Yeah. You're at home now and Mm -hmm. you've been able to get your days down to two. Yep. So I actually wonder if there's a correlation between that. There very well could be. Right? Yeah, that's interesting. I think that's part of it is that you have to process it. And unfortunately, when I'm at work and running machinery, I can't exactly focus on my bad things. I need to focus on what I'm doing at the time. Yeah, safety first. Safety first, then teamwork. Yeah. Then, so going through all that, and if we really think about it, is that what the difference is right now? Is that it takes time to process? Yeah, that very well could be is that I have more time to process than you do. Yeah, now, I wonder if that's, I wonder if we can practice on this. Now, this will not be our first and last messy day. No, it will be our first. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be our last. Yeah. Messy days is going to be, I could see this being a 20 parter. Yeah. I think we're going to have a lot of different parts to this episode because, I mean, the more that we kind of learn about our own messy days and how we deal with them, the more we're going to want to share with you guys too. Yeah, so. absolutely. And this is, this is why we do it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Not because of the vanity. Yeah, it is for me. Um, We just want to help people. Yeah. So I'm curious and something that we will talk about down the road is that whether time makes a difference, like free time Mm -hmm. versus, you know, I'm having a messy day at work or I'm having a messy day at home. Because me personally, I think if I don't have to worry about work, I can focus on my messy day. Yeah. So typically for me, my worst time during the day is at the last half an hour of my shift. And my drive home. Which makes perfect sense because you've been pushing all of that off for the entire day and only focusing on work. And now your workday is almost done. You don't really have anything else that you need to focus on. So it's like all of those thoughts just flood in. Yeah. Right? Like, 100%. is that. Yeah, that's how you would kind well, of explain yeah. it. Because or... like a half an hour before I finish work, I start thinking about, okay, what am I going to do after work? That's when mm-hmm. I change my mind from what I'm doing to what I'm going to do. Yeah. And then that's when my anxiety, my depression really catch up on me because I'm like, I don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. I want to just go home and go to bed at four o'clock. Yeah. There hasn't really been a day where you've been that bad. No. As of recently anyways. No, but usually I get home, you know, I got things to do. Yeah, exactly. You know, the project keeps me busy. Everything kind of keeps me busy these yeah, days. So, yeah. And I think that's a part of it, too, is that I've been I've kept myself very busy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, something that I'm going to have to take a break from here soon. Yeah. You know what? That's actually something that I was just going to bring up is do you think you're the fact that you're so busy? Do you think that is good for your mental health or bad for your mental health? I think right now it's great because there's so many things in my life that I can't control. Mm-hmm. So obviously work has been one of the biggest stresses in my life right now. Yeah. Uh, the financial stability that goes along with it. Um, all these things are really hitting me hard. Mm-hmm. And another thing that's kind of been bothering me is the fact that, you know, I've applied for a bunch of jobs and I haven't gotten a call. Yeah. Like it's been six months where I've applied to more jobs than I can count mm-hmm. right now. And for the first time in my entire life, I'm not getting calls for interviews. Yeah. Which... Being someone who not only, you know, like lives with you, but also who has worked beside you, I know how freaking good you are at your job. And it is, it's really hard for me to 
be able to see you become so down on yourself and just kind of lose the confidence that you had when it came to work because you are like you're a fantastic project manager you really are and that's not just me being you know biased or whatever I've had you know a few different project managers in my time but obviously well None that you maybe, dated. Maybe, yeah, none that I've dated. <laughs> Let's make that very clear. And, you know, maybe not so obvious, yeah. but you are probably, not even probably, you are definitely one of the top project managers that I've worked with. And that's just because your organization, your skill set, and you're just, you are incredibly good at your job. And it freaking kills me that you're not getting calls and to see you become so down on yourself because you are really good at it. I love doing it. It's it's something that I gain a lot of pride from and I got, have a lot of passion for it. So for me, guys, like that's been the biggest struggle for 2020 for me is like my my confidence has been shook Mm -hmm. because I used to be, you know, I I got into management and supervision when I was young. And I remember my, my, not even my ego, but my... um, Your self-confidence. My self-confidence was there. And honestly, that has been so shook. Yeah. Like, I don't even know if I'm good at my job anymore. Wow. Because, well, I know that I am. I know that I can still do it, but... These are the worries that ran through my head because it's like, why am I, why am I not getting these calls? Mm-hmm. Why are people not interested in me right now? What, am I broken all of a sudden? Yeah. Am I burnt in the industry? You know, these are all things that run through my head because I run a lot of scenarios like a psycho. Oh my goodness. No freaking way. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a big part of it. And mm-hmm. this is something that I've had to deal with. So to get out of that, I just simply focused on what I have. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm fortunate enough enough to not be in as bad a position as some people. Yep. I mean, no, you're not working in the industry, but you do still have a job. Yeah. Right? Now, Whereas a lot of people, because of COVID, don't have jobs. Yeah. So there is one, that's one positive is that, yes, you are still working. Yeah. I'm staying reasonably busy. Yeah. But it's still a major struggle for me. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's a confidence shaker. But the big thing is, guys, is that I didn't hide this from Kelly. I was open. I mm-hmm. communicated it to her. Yeah. And I mean, that's that's our relationship. Yeah. Open communication, guys. Like, if you feel like you should tell them something, then tell them. It doesn't yeah. matter how they you think they're going to react. I guarantee you, they're not going to leave you. Mm-hmm. They're not going to... They might call you an idiot. Yep. But, I mean, if that's the worst that they're going to call you or if that's the worst thing that's going to come out of it, then why not, right? Yeah. And if you feel like you need to tell that person something, then, I mean, you should probably tell that person that whatever that thought is. Yeah, 100%. Because if you don't, you're just going to cause more problems for yourself. Exactly. I mean, if you feel it in your gut, listen to your freaking gut. Yeah. Like, if you get a pit in your stomach trying to talk to somebody about something, you need to say it. Exactly. You need to just say it out loud because... That pit, that pit is just going to get harder. Or I guess that's not really the way to say it. The pit in your stomach's not going to go away. Yeah, that's it. I got you. Yeah, thanks for helping me circle back around. Yeah. Words are hard, guys. But yeah, this is part of it, guys. It's all about open communication. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to close this off. Okay. But messy days are not done, guys. No, we're definitely going to be coming back for a part two, three, four, however many we need to Five, do. Five, six, 20, 50. Yeah. Um, there's, we're going to cover a lot of this stuff and we're going to do it the best we can. But right now, this is what's real to us. This yeah. is what, you know, is on the back of our mind. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to make these episodes too long. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to hear a two hour episode of us just talking about mental health, 
Sure, let us know. Hit us up. Yeah, for sure. We'd love that sort of How feedback. How the number two love me podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, and mm-hmm. at Gmail. Yep. It's all the same. We made it easy for you. Yep, we sure did. No anxiety when trying to contact us. <laughs> Make sure you use the number two. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So, shall we close it off? Yep, I suppose we shall. So, so? our beautiful segments. Mm-hmm. So, kids these days. This is something that we haven't done in a long time. Yep. I'm going to bring up a kids these days. All right, hit me. Kids, stay the fuck at home. This whole COVID thing is getting oh, out of control. Seriously. Yeah. Like, people, we're in a pandemic. Don't I know be it stupid. sucks. I know it sucks. And to think that, oh, I got to give up an entire year of my life. I could be partying. These are my 20s. Come on, man. Yeah, that's just selfish. Yeah. I'm, I, you know, I'm just going to say it aloud. That is, that is selfish thinking. Yeah. You're 100%. thinking of yourself, not everybody else that's stuck at home and who wants to go see their friends and family who has been doing the right thing and yeah you're basically screwing them over yeah so now in my opinion in my opinion i have no problem with everyone going and seeing their friends and family if you're of good health go do it that's great but if you're sick stay at home simple Mm -hmm. as that yep simple as that like we just had canada day Mm-hmm. And it seems like two weeks after Canada Day, we yep. have a little bit of spike in our COVID. Yep, there's been a spike in our numbers, so be safe, guys. Yeah. So, now we're going to go into the next one. Okay. Do you have one? What, for how you triggered me? Or how you lo- uh, why I love you. Oh, there's well, lots I, of options. We I, have many segments on the podcast, How to Love Me. I do have a why I love you. <gasps> I do. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't get nervous. It's okay. I'm nervous. So one thing that I love about you is just your drive. You have so much drive and you're always wanting to learn more things and better yourself and do better and be better. And that is that is one of the things that I just love so much about you is you just you're relentless when it comes to just like self-development and personal development. Like you are you're relentless. Well, I, I'm relentless when it comes to a lot of things, including love. Well, yes, but... <laughs> That's uh that that is just one thing that I love about you. Like you keep saying that you know you're a jack of all trades, master of none, but like there's so many things that you are just so great at. And yeah, I just love you for it. Oh, well, that's really nice. Well, the why I love you is actually has to do with this episode and the fact that you listen. Yeah. So, I'll be honest, because mm-hmm. I'm a manager, because I typically talk with authority, um I typically say things in a very aggressive stand like like i'm standing my ground yeah a little bit a little bit and i mean even going through this podcast the fact that i was able to say something like you know consistency is key and that triggered uh how i like a a light bulb yeah for you like holy shit that's right those are the things that i love is the fact that you listen you don't just see me as that manager that's trying to boss people around Mm -hmm. you see past that and you just see me for who i am even though i still pull off my manager talk (laughs) you do and i get like the dad voice going yeah you got a little bit of dad voice every now and then yeah 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 exactly and like almost a little too stern almost but yeah this is one thing that i love about you is the fact that you actually listen to me and you put that shit aside yeah and you don't worry about the way my tone is at the time you worry about the words that are coming out of my mouth yep and that is why i love you oh i love you too so guys that's it for this episode of Messy Days. That's it. That's all. We're excited to dive into this a lot more. Yep. Um, 
because this is such a huge subject. This, now It's reoccurring. I want to leave it at this, and I want to say, you guys hit us up. If you've got questions about messy days or bad days, if you have somebody who's experienced something along these lines where they just had a day where they didn't want to talk to you, they just wanted to have their own time, or, you know, even a day where they were just like super irritable and just nothing you could do could make them happy. Tell us about it. Tell us about it. Let yeah. us know, you know, let us know things that you want that you want us to discuss about this. If you have questions, if you have concerns, whatever. So one thing that we want to do for part two of Messy Days is get some of your questions. Mm-hmm. Give us some of your scenarios. Now, chances are we've been through this scenario already. Yeah. But there's a really good chance that we haven't. So we want to talk with you guys. Exactly. This is a discussion. Mm-hmm. We're all here to talk together. Yeah. And talk about ways of how to love me. How to love us. Yeah, I guess, right? How to love each other. Yeah. That's what we're here to do, guys. So hit us up. Hit us up. How the number two love me podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on our Instagram or our Facebook. Send us direct messages. They go to us. Yeah. We don't have them. other people. It's literally the two of us. No, it's just us, guys. It's just us. Yeah. So if you get a message from us, from our Instagram or email, it's either going to be us or we'll hit you back on our personal stuff. And you'll know exactly who we're talking to. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. We love you. We love you. Thanks, and guys. Yeah. That's it. Bye. That's Bye. Bye.